Salutations, listeners. You're listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In this episode, we are turning a very, very special and overdue spotlight on the great legendary musician and composer Antonio Carlos Jobim. He is known as the father of the of the bossa nova some people hail him as the gershwin of brazil and we are going to make sure that we give you a very special spotlight tell you a little bit of biographical information on jobim uh and what we're mainly going to be paying attention to in this episode are, of course, his compositions, but mainly, with very few exceptions, mainly those compositions that are featured on his albums. We do have a few side notes that we'll play for you that are absolute must-includes, but With that being said, the majority of the songs that you're going to hear in this episode are tunes by Jobim on Jobim albums. So, sit back, relax, grab a beverage, and prepare yourself to deal with the relaxing, soothing sounds of Bossa Nova Master, Antonio Carlos Jobim, here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Enjoy. Thank you. 
What a gorgeous, gorgeous arrangement. Um, that is a tune called Berenbaum. Uh, uh, that is by Vinicius Gemoray, who was the lyricist to almost all of Antonio Carlos Jobim's compositions. Uh, but he wrote that one, and uh, along with Baden-Powell. And it comes from the 1966 album Love, Strings, and Jobim. The Eloquence of Antonio Carlos Jobim. So, yeah, a great, great track right there. Just lush, absolutely lush arrangement. Um, before that, we heard a tune in the middle there called Andorinha. And that comes from the 1970 CTI album, Stoneflower, which is just a gorgeous album. Um, it features Harry Lukowski on the violin, Joao Palm on percussion and drums, uh, along with Everaldo Ferreira and Erto Moreira on percussion as well. Hashtag Planet Elegance, the great Ron Carter on bass. Irby Green on the trombone. Hubert Laws on the flute. Joe Farrell on the soprano sax. Ymir Deodato on guitar. Uh, pretty much the CTI gang right there. Uh, as well as the composer himself. Antonio Carlos Jobim on the guitar, piano, and vocals. And he wrote that tune, Andorinha. And, um, yeah, it, th this is recorded in 1970. And I, I don't think it's far removed to address the dichotomy in saying that this was the point in time where Miles Davis was recording Bitches Brew and bringing in all those electronics into the fold of jazz listening. Uh, jazz rock was in its infancy, but you also had groups like the Tony Williams Lifetime, um, who is recording albums with John McLaughlin and um, Larry Young, such as Emergency, and to know that this was going on at the same time lets you know that not everything was jazz rock centered. So, yeah, you could still have these beautiful melodies like Andorinha that were going on. So, there you go. Um, <clears throat> before that, to open up the set, we had one of my all-time favorite albums um, and tracks. Uh, it's the title track of the album. We heard Wave by Antonio Carlos Jobim on CTI, produced by Creed Taylor. It opens up the entire album. It was recorded in 1967, featuring a whole gaggle of strings. But then it was conducted by the great Klaus Ogerman, very famous conductor. Um, on trombones, Irby Green again, along with Jimmy Cleveland. On flute and piccolo, Ray Beckenstein, Romeo Pinquet, and Jerome Richardson. 
On the drums, we have Dom Um Romeo. You may know that name because he was part of one of the first Weather Report groups. Um, Bobby Rosengarten on drums. Claudio Sion, no, Claudio Sloan on drums. Uh, on the bass, yet again, Mr. Ron Carter, hashtag Planet Elegance. And on the French horn, Joseph Singer. And on piano, guitar, and harpsichord. The composer himself, Antonio Carlos Jobim. Yeah. So, um, a great association there with Creed Taylor. We're not going in any kind of chronological order, by the way. Just so you know. Um, But, yeah. So, let's talk a little bit about the composer and the man. Antonio Carlos Brasileiro de Almeida Jobim. That's the full name. And it was explained to me that in Portuguese, the maternal family name comes first with Brasilio de Almeida. Brasilio de Almeida, right? But the paternal family last name, Jobim, is placed last. So, you learn something new every day, right? Um, but certain folks called him Antonio Carlos Jobim. And he was also known as A.C. Jobim. Uh, but he was also just more friendly known uh, as Tom. Tom Jobim. So there you go. Um, he was a Brazilian composer, pianist, guitarist, songwriter, arranger, and singer. Considered to be one of the great exponents of Brazilian music, Jobim internationalized the bossa nova, and with the help of important American artists, such as Stan Getz, merged it with jazz music in the 1960s to create a new sound with popular success. As a result, he was known sometimes as, quote, the father of bossa nova. Jobim was, primar- was a primary force behind the creation of the bossa nova style, and his songs have been performed by many singers and instrumentalists internationally since the early 60s. It was in 1965 with the album Gets Gilberto, and that was the first jazz record to win the Grammy Award for Album of the Year. It also won Best Jazz Instrumental Album, by an individual or group, and best engineered album for a non-classical album. The single Garota de Ipanema, or The Girl from Ipanema, composed by Jobim, has become one of the most recorded songs of all time, and the album won record of the year. Jobim composed many songs that are now included in the jazz and pop standard categories. The Girl from Ipanema has been recorded over 200 40 times by other artists. So, where did this this guy come from? Besides Brazil. So, Tom Jobim was born in the middle class district of Tijuca in Rio de Janeiro. His father, Jorge de Oliveira Jobim, was a writer, diplomat, professor, and journalist. He came from a prominent family, being a great-nephew of José Martínez de Cruz Jobim, senator, privy counselor, and physician of Emperor Dom Pedro II. 
His mother, Nilza Brasileiro de Almeida, was of partly indigenous descent from northeastern Brazil. Brasileiro de Almeida, his mother, was only 16 years old when she gave birth to Antonio Carlos Jobim at their home in Tejuca on Rua Conde de Bonfim. While studying medicine in Europe, Jose Martin added Jobim to his last name, paying homage to the village where his family came from in Portugal, the parish of Santa Cruz de Jobim, Porto. When Tom Jobim was still an infant, his parents separated, and his mother moved with her children to Ipanema, the beachside neighborhood the composer would later celebrate in his song. In 1935, when the elder Jobim died, Nilza, his mother, married Celso de Frota Pessoa, who would encourage his stepson, Antonio Carlos Jobim's, career. He was the one who gave Jobim his first piano. Jobim credits his stepfather with encouraging him to pursue music. In an interview with Roberta Dalvila, in 1981, he said, I hated the piano. I thought it was a girly thing. I like to play soccer. I had a great stepfather who really helped me get involved with music and convinced me that the piano was not a girly thing. As a young man of limited means, Jobim earned his living by playing in nightclubs and bars and later as an arranger for a recording label before starting to achieve success as a composer. So that's a little bit of information on Jobim. Um, yeah, so let's get back to another great set of music because uh, that's the main focus here. We want to give you some information, but the music is the main thing. So thank you for checking out our special spotlight on Brazilian legend, musical legend, Antonio Carlos Jobim here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Eu quis amar, mas tive medo E quis salvar meu coração Mas o amor sabe um segredo O medo pode matar o teu coração Água de bebê Água de bebê, camarada. Água de bebê. Água de bebê, camarada. Poder vida. Poder vida. Eu nunca fiz coisa. Entrei pra escola do perdão A minha casa 
casa vive aberta Abre todas as portas do coração Água de bebê Água de bebê, camará Água de bebê Água de bebê, camará Água de bebê Água de bebê, camará Ibatunda Dilly do beda tap di batunda da Dilly do beda tap di batunda Dindi Felicidade 
felicidade é como a pluma Que o vento vai levando pelo ar Voa tão leve, mas tem a vida breve Precisa que haja vento sem parar A felicidade do pobre parece A grande ilusão do carnaval A gente trabalha o ano inteiro Por um momento de sonho Pra fazer a fantasia De meio de pirata ou jardineira E tudo se acabar na quarta-feira Tristeza não tem fim Felicidade sim Cai como uma lágrima de amor A minha felicidade está sonhando Nos olhos da minha namorada É como essa noite passando, passando Em busca da madrugada Fala embaixo, por favor Pra que ela acorde alegre como o dia Oferecendo beijos de amor Tristeza não tem fim Gorgeous music. Yes. So that track is called A Felicidad. And it comes from the album uh, The Unknown, Antonio Carlos Jobim, uh, subtitled Tom Jobim in Edito. And there's a story behind this album. Uh, this is on CD uh, from DRG Records. And DRG Records, by special arrangement, with uh, Jobim Biscoito Fino, proudly presents the first North American release of Antonio Carlos Jobim, The Unknown. Originally titled Tom Jobim in Edito, Jobim was known to his friends as Tom. 
This album was available solely in Brazil. Recorded in the studio in Rio de Janeiro in 1987, it contains an entirely new take on the master's catalog of classics as well as new songs never before recorded by Jobim. The arrangements which reveal Jobim's sophisticated musical conceptions were created with the generous collaboration of members of his new band, including such talents as Jacques Morlenbaum, Paolo Jobim, his son, and Danilo Caimi, no doubt related to Dori Caimi. Uh, vocal support was supplied by Paula Morlenbaum, Danilo Caimi, and Ana Lontra Jobim, among others. So, this, um, this is a rarity, and I'm super happy to share it with you, uh, or at least that track, A Felicidad. And it's a gorgeous, gorgeous um, arrangement of that tune. It really is. So, before that, we heard um, Photographia, or Photographia? Not exactly sure how that works, but uh, yeah. And it is a combination, uh, well, a, well, what do you call it? It's a duo kind of album between uh, Tom Jobim and Ellis Regina, or Elise Regina. And... It's from an album simply entitled Elise and Tom, and it was re uh, re recorded and released in 1974. Um, the thing about it is it was recorded over a 16-day period at MGM Studios in L.A., California, and this whole album uh, came out of an old wish of Elise Regina, who wanted to record a full album of Joe Beam songs with him. Well, this finally came true in 1974 uh, when Elise Regina was celebrating her 10th anniversary as an artist with Phillips Records. And so the label approved the project as a gift for her. So if you stay with someone long enough, right, prove that you have staying power, good things can happen. There you go. Um, the interesting thing about it is that... Um, she was kind of known uh, <laughs> as not so easy to work with. I think that the name was uh, Fura Sao is the nickname that people gave her, which is uh, Portuguese for hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing about it is, is that uh, the story goes, at least, that uh, it was a very pleasurable experience. It was just like hanging out for 16 days and going through tunes and talking and just, you know, it was very relaxed. It was not a under the clock, somebody tapping their foot and, and pointing to their watch sort of affair. It was a very nice laid back sort of thing. And I think it was probably due to such uh, a great admiration for Jobim that uh, at least Regina was on her best behavior. But regardless, it's beautiful music. And there's more than a handful of really great tracks on that album. So uh, I highly recommend that you check it out. Um, the The thing about Photographia that stuck out to me is that just some beautiful workings um, 
in tempo and in the the harmony and the chordal colors you had these beautiful kind of whole tone scales just da 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 kind of going up and then boom a samba beat kind of has ding 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 and then it would drop out and it'd be this little beautiful section again and then you'd hear that little whole tone scale and then bam right back to the samba so that particular song really stood out to me in the album and there are lots and i mean lots of great jobim tunes um throughout i mean peppered all throughout this album uh with her and tom jobim uh aguas de marco corcovado um triste you know uh richardo and bronco e preto a bunch of these really great tunes that are associated with uh tom jobim so yeah Highly, highly, highly recommend that album if you haven't heard it yet. And then we started off the set with Aguaji Beber, which translates to water to drink. And uh, whether you realize or not, most of you have probably heard that song, even if you didn't know that it was a Jobim song, because it's been used in commercials and in movies, and uh, many, many, many artists have covered that particular Jobim song. Uh, and it's a really great one. And it comes from the 1965 album, The Wonderful World of Antonio Carlos Jobim, The Brazilian Mood, with Nelson Riddle. And uh, the thing about that is, is, you know, according to Peter J. Levinson, who was the biographer for Nelson Riddle, and of course Nelson Riddle worked tons with Frank Sinatra. You know, that's that Frank Sinatra sound, right? Uh, His biographer for Nelson Riddle, Peter J. Levinson, said that the most beautiful album that Nelson ever arranged in his entire career. Now, that's a bold statement just to begin with what we're leading to right there. But the most beautiful album that Nelson ever arranged in his entire career was The Wonderful World of Antonio Carlos Jobim, recorded in 1965. It is really the inner workings of the Jobim-Riddle combination, the tenderness and sensuality that predominated through this recording that revealed how much Nelson and Tom Jobim were soulmates. Nelson used a mixture of flutes, trombones, and strings to perfectly convey the romanticism of the samba. Jobim's Portuguese and heavily accented English vocals and guitar blended seamlessly with Nelson's arrangements. And you can hear that um, throughout. But I think it's also worth noting, because, yeah, I mean, it was Jobim who was also singing Aguajiba Bear. So that's something to keep in mind as well. But I think it's also worth noting that these arrangements were crafted by Nelson Riddle in 1965. And as Jobim went on to do his own arrangements for CTI, even though Klaus Ogerman was the conductor, that's exactly the same formula that Jobim used on those albums like Wave that we heard uh, in the first set. There were trombones, there were flutes, there were strings, and they blended seamlessly with the piano and the guitar. So, Jobim's no slouch. I think that he took a page from the Nelson Riddle formula and went, that's how to do it. 
So let's talk a little bit more about Jobim. Jobim's musical roots were planted firmly in the work of Brazilian artist Pichiguinha, the legendary musician and composer who began modern Brazilian music in the 1930s. Among his teachers were Lucia Branco and from 1941 on, Hans Joachim Kohlreuter, a German composer who lived in Brazil and introduced atonal and 12-tone composition within the country. Jobim's mother established a school where Jobim would take would begin taking lessons on the piano. This is when he would meet Cole Reuter. I'm sorry, I'm probably butchering that. Jobim was also influenced by the French composers Claude Debussy and Maurice Ravel, and by the Brazilian composers Ari Barroso and Hector Villa Lobos, who has been described as Jobim's most important musical influence. Among many themes, his lyrics talked about love, self-discovery, betrayal, joy, and especially about the birds and natural wonders of Brazil, like the Mata Atlantica forest characters of Brazilian folklore and his home city of Rio de Janeiro. In a segment with NBC Today show in 1986, Hosted by Jane Pauley, Jobim talks about his music's origins of inspiration, saying, quote, My music comes from this environment here. You know, the rain, the sun, the trees, the birds, the fish. End quote. So, in 1958, fast forward to 1958, the singer the Brazilian singer and guitarist Joao Gilberto recorded his first album with two of Jobim's most famous songs, Desafinado and Chega de Sadaji. This album inaugurated the Bossa Nova movement in Brazil. The sophisticated harmonies of his songs caught the attention of jazz musicians in the United States, principally after his first performance at Carnegie Hall in 1962. A key event in making Jobim's music known in the English-speaking world was his collaboration with the American jazz saxophonist Stan Getz. The Brazilian singer Joao Gilberto and Gilberto's wife at the time, Astrud Gilberto, which resulted in two albums, Getz Gilberto from 1963 and Getz Gilberto Volume 2, from 1964. The release of Getz Gilberto created a bossa nova craze in the United States and subsequently internationally. Stan Getz had previously recorded jazz samba with Charlie Bird, who was a guitarist, in 1962, and jazz samba encore with Louise Bonfa in 1964. Jobim wrote many of the songs on Getz Gilberto, which became one of the best-selling jazz albums of all time and turned Estrude Gilberto, who sang on The Girl from Ipanema and Corcovado, into an international sensation. At the Grammy Awards of 1965, as I mentioned before, Getz Gilberto won the Grammy Award for Album of the Year 
the Grammy Award for Best Jazz Instrumental Album, Individual or Group, and the Grammy Award for Best Engineered Non-Classical Album. The Girl from Ipanema won the Grammy Award for Record of the Year. So, that being said, what made, what inspired Tom Jobim about The Girl from Ipanema? Well, in talking about his creative process when writing and creating The Girl from Ipanema, Jobim told Roberto Davila in 1981, quote, It comes to me in a way, then it changes one or two times, and all of a sudden, it becomes something that makes sense. It's like the profile of a woman. The profile of a woman, something very discernible. Then you say, hey, this is really beautiful. Then you stare, and as soon as you stare, it's gone. I mean, it becomes part of the past. I mean, every time you draw something, it turns into it's something static. That portrait remains forever. So, that's very interesting and uh, very insightful to that very well-known tune. So, with that being said, let us listen now to some of those collaborations between Tom Jobim and Stan Getz. Quiet nights of quiet stars Quiet chords from my guitar Floating on the silence that surrounds us Quiet thoughts and quiet dreams Quiet walks by quiet streams And a window that looks out on Corcovado Oh, how lovely Thank you. 
sempre assim Com você perto de mim Até o apagar da velha chama E eu que era triste Descrente desse mundo Ao encontrar você eu conheci Que é felicidade, meu amor Ding, 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 
coisa mais linda, mais cheia de graça Ela menina que vem, que passa Num doce balanço, caminho do mar Moça do corpo dourado do sol de Ipanema O seu balançado é mais que um poema É a coisa mais linda que eu já vi passar Estou tão sozinho Each one she passes goes ah. When she walks she's like a samba That swings so cool and sways so gently That when she passes each one she passes goes
young and lovely. The girl from Ipanema goes walking, and when she passes, it when she passes goes. Ah. When she walks, she's like a samba that swings so cool and sways so gently that when she passes, it when she passes goes. So sadly, how can he tell her he loves her? Yes, he would give his heart gladly. But each day when she walks to the sea, she looks straight ahead, not at he. Ten and young and lovely, the girl from Ipanema goes walking, and when she passes, he smiles, but she doesn't see. She just doesn't see. No, she doesn't see. She just doesn't see. João Gilberto, Astrid Gilberto. Ah, yeah. <clears throat> Three fantastic tracks. All collaborations with Antonio Carlos Jobim. So, the first track that we heard was a tune very famous, made very famous by Stan Getz and Joao and Astru Gilberto, uh, written by Jobim called Corcovado, or Quiet Nights of Quiet Stars. Uh, it comes from the landmark album Getz Gilberto, featuring, of course, Stan Getz on the tenor saxophone, Joao Gilberto on guitar and vocals, Tommy Williams on the bass, Milton Banana on the drums, Astru Gilberto on the vocals, and our man Antonio Carlos Jobim on the piano. Recorded March 18th and 19th, 1963. Mm. And it is a classic. Like, it, you don't even have to be a jazz fan to love that album. That's usually an everybody's record collection one way or another and in the last set break I was discussing uh, Nelson Riddle and the arrangements that he did and I mentioned Frank Sinatra and that's what we call foreshadowing because there was an album um, in fact there were a couple of sessions but uh, between the great Frank Sinatra and Antonio Carlos Jobim and this album is simply titled Francis Albert Sinatra and Antonio Carlos Jobim, arranged and conducted by Klaus Ogerman. Yes. And that's when we heard the Jobim composition 
insensitez or how insensitive which is one of the most gorgeous melodies that Jobim has ever written and that album came out in 1967 and was nominated for album of the year again in 1968 because Getz Gilberto did win album of the year in 1965 and just three years later he was nominated for album of the year again between his collaboration with Frank Sinatra that's pretty impressive by any stretch so there you go um the last track that we heard was of course the world famous Garota de Ipanema or the girl from Ipanema which we talked about in the last set break and we also talked about how that was the island in the neighborhood that he moved to when he was a kid so that recording that live recording comes from Getz Gilberto volume 2 recorded live at Carnegie Hall and of course it features Stan Getz on the tenor saxophone Joao Gilberto on guitar and vocals Gary Burton on vibraphone Gene Cherico on the bass Joe Hunt on the drums and Astrud Gilberto on the vocals so uh, incredible lineup it's wonderful to see them get um, some absolute love on Carnegie Hall such as they did there um, yeah so something else worth mentioning is that Jobim became prominent in Brazil but not until he teamed up with a diplomat and a poet named Vinicius Gemore to write the music for the play Orfeo da Conciao in 1956. The most popular song from the show was Se Todos Fossem Igue a Voce, If Everyone Were Like You. Later, when the play was adapted into a film, producer, producer Sasha Gordine did not want to use any of the existing music. So Gordine asked Gemaray and Jobim for a new score for the film Orfeo Negro, or Black Orpheus, from 1959. Vinicius Gemaray was, a, at the time, away in Montevideo, Uruguay, working for the Itamarati, the Brazilian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, and so he, he and Jobim were only able to write three songs, primarily over the phone. O Nosso Amor, Frevo, and one of the tunes that we heard in two sets ago, A Felicidad. This collaboration proved successful, and Vinicius J. Moray went on to pen the lyrics to some of Jobim's most popular songs, such as The Girl from Ipanema. So, that ties everything kind of closer together. Voila! Uh, we'd like to take a quick moment to let you know that you can find the Dr. Jazz Podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, you name it. We're there. 
and we're not making a dime off of this. It's truly just a labor of love, uh, trying to spread out good music, good vibes, good messages, and educate any and all kind of listeners on some of these really great, great musicians um, associated with the jazz idiom. So if you know someone who would dig this episode or any of our other episodes, please pass it on to them. Uh, and tell them to check it out. If you do have a quick minute, we would really appreciate a positive review uh, on Apple Podcasts because there is a whole sea of, of music podcasts out there. And, you know, just having a, a positive review sure would help out, you know, a long way. So we would appreciate it. Um, on top of that, we actually have a website. So if you're trying to jot down and misspell all these words, etc., there's no need to worry about any of that. Don't worry about the notes app on your phone and don't worry about trying to scratch some chicken scratch down on a piece of paper that you're going to lose anyway. All you have to do is go to the website and we're mobile friendly, so it doesn't matter if you're on your phone listening to this. The website for our podcast is Dr. Jazz Podcast. D R J A Z Z Podcast dot wordpress dot com and there you can find each song title the correlating artist and the album artwork in the order in which they were played that way you know exactly who to go looking for in your local record store if you have one don't forget to support local folks or what to order if you don't have a local record store and if streaming is your thing, at least that way you know exactly what album to add to your playlists. So, um, also at the type, top of that website is a little button called Contact. And if you'd like to reach out to us, uh, we always love to hear from our listeners here at the podcast. So you click Contact and a blank box will pop up in which you craft your email. You hit Send. I'll get the email and I will write you back. Uh, it might not be right away awfully busy from time to time, but I guarantee I will write. So feel free to write if there's a, a Joe Beam tune that you love that maybe we missed. I guarantee you there's probably some that we've missed. We cannot hit all the great Joe Beam tunes. So tell me what's your favorite Joe Beam tune and why. So there we go. All right. Enough talking from us. We've got uh, two more great sets of music, just beautiful melodies uh, streaming from the imagination of this musical titan. Antonio Carlos Chobim. So refill your caipirinha, put some e extra cachaça in there, and uh, be ready for the next uh, set here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Spotlighting Antonio Carlos Chobim. <laughs>
Eu nunca sonhei com você Nunca fui ao cinema Não gosto de samba Não vou a Ipanema Não gosto de chuva Nem gosto de sol E quando eu lhe telefonei Desliguei, foi engano Seu nome não sei Esqueci no piano As bobagens de amor Que eu iria dizer Não, Ligiane Ligiane Eu nunca quis tê-la ao meu lado Num fim de semana Um chope gelado em Copacabana Andar pela praia até Leblon Não passou de ilusão O seu nome rasguei Fiz um samba canção Das mentiras de amor Que aprendi com você É Lígia Seus braços serenos Eu vou me render Mas seus olhos morenos Me metem mais medo Que um raio de sol Ligiar Ligiar
to live in solitude Far from your tranquil altitude Sad is to know that no one ever can live on a dream That never can be, will never be Dream but wake up, wake up and see Your beauty is an aeroplane So high my heart can't bear the strain A heart that stops when you pass by Only to cause me pain Sad is to live in solitude standard Jobim tunes. I remember when I was learning a bunch of uh, the Brazilian Bossa Nova tunes in the, the Jazz Reel book uh, when I was in college, there was a handful of them. Like, you gotta know Girl from Ipanema. You gotta know Wave. You gotta know Triste. You know what I mean? And Triste was one of them. Like, no doubt. You know, Desafinado, right? Corcovado. Um, yeah, and it... I remember the very first time that I heard it, I was just like, God, that's just a beautiful melody, you know. And much like Ellington, Jobim is one of those people that doesn't, it seems like he's rarely satisfied with one way being in stone that a certain song of his is recorded. And he kind of keeps going and twisting and turning and trying new things and different arrangements and different solos and different colors and voices. I really like this one. This one is uh, from the album Terra Brasilis from 1980. And 
for all you jazz fans out there, check this out. It's a who's who in the jazz world. It really is. Uh, of course, Jobim is on vocals, piano, guitar, and electric piano. On bass, Bob Cranshaw. That's right. The same Bob Cranshaw that has been on numerous and countless Sonny Rollins albums. On drums, the great Grady Tate. Grady Tate was uh, a great leader in his own right, but he was also uh, a great session drummer for Stan Getz, among many others. But Stan Getz for the Sweet Rain album, in uh, which he covered uh, Con Alma by Dizzy Gillespie, O Grande Amor by Jobim, Windows by Chick Corea. I'm trying to think. There was two. Uh, There's another Korea uh, song on there. And then, of course, Sweet Rain by composer and, uh, uh, yeah, composer Michael Gibbs uh, and arranger Michael Gibbs. Fantastic stuff, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, Grady Tate on drums for this Jobim album, Terra Brasilis. And then on guitar, Bucky Pizzarelli. That's right, the legendary Bucky Pizzarelli. That's John Pizzarelli's dad, for those of you who's part of the younger crowd. Uh, but what really makes this 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 album soar are the arrangements. And yes, it's still got strings and a boatload of piano and guitar that kind of interweave between the strings. Uh, but the arrangements and the conductor for this is Klaus Ogerman yet again. So I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, how fortunate was Jobim that he got to work with Nelson Riddle and Klaus Ogerman I mean within the studio to be his arrangers not to mention he's no slouch as an arranger either but to work uh, alongside Nelson Riddle Klaus Ogerman and Creed Taylor for what that's worth you know, for some of those uh, CTI albums like Stoneflower and, and Wave. Um, yeah, I think there, there's something to be said there. Not to mention, he's also worked with Deodato, you know. So Deodato's a pretty good ranger as well. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Okay, so before Triste, we heard Ligia. And Ligia comes from the 1976 album Urubu. And uh, this is an original composition by Jobim. And it has, again, Klaus Ogerman as arranger, conductor, and producer. Uh, Joao Palma is on the drums. And on the bass, the one, the only Hashtag Planet Elegance, Ron Carter is on bass. And Jobim is on piano, electric piano, guitar, and vocals. So it's really like, if you really want to think about it, like a trio with arrangements. That's really all it is. You've got bass, drums, and then either piano or guitar, or electric piano. And Jobim is also singing. It's very, 
I don't know. It's very stripped down, but yet it seems luscious with all the, the you know, the, the arrangements by Klaus Ogerman. So, yeah, very cool. Very cool. And it's a gorgeous melody, Ligia. You know, uh, I, I, I was going to say that um, Amy Nolte from all the piano tutorials, you know, on YouTube and everything, which is great, by the way. If y'all haven't checked out Amy's YouTube stuff and, you know, her classes, she's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I've learned a thing or two just because I play piano on the side, even though I'm mainly a sax player, uh, about some of those Bill Evans voicings. And, uh, yeah, some some really killer stuff. So check out Amy's stuff if you haven't. Just quick, you know, shameless, uh, you know, pan for her stuff because it's really well done. Uh, but she was talking about how this album doesn't really get enough love from all the, the typical Jobim albums that are out there. And it's not like there's a plethora of them. I mean, it's not like the same as like Ellington where there's just thousands, it seems like. So, I, I, I'm the older I get, I kind of tend to agree with it. Because at first I was like, what? You know, but the older and more seasoned my ears get, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, there's some really beautiful harmony and, and counter melodies and stuff like that going on. Like, you really got to listen. You know, it's got to be an active listening experience, not so much a passive one. But, yeah. Yeah, there's this is Arubu is really a great album. It, it's an it's a diamond in the rough for sure. And if you give it the time and the attention, y you'll be rewarded. So yeah, Ligia comes from that one. And then we started off the set with a tune called Caribe, uh, not to be confused with the West Montgomery tune. This Caribe comes from the Jobim album entitled Tide. Uh, from 1970 and it's the exact same time period as the wave album and it's for Creed Taylor and A&M as well uh, but as short as it is and it's just a whole bunch of short tunes actually the the the, the roster on this album is just absolutely unbelievable first of all whole gaggle of strings which is just beautiful and then you have Deodato on piano, arranger, and conductor. So there you go. As I was just saying before, Nelson Riddle, Deodato, Klaus Ogerman, tons of great folks that Joe Beam has worked with. On percussion, you have Erto Marira and Everaldo Ferreira. On drums, Joao Palma. On the bass, Ron Carter again. Trombones, Garnett Brown and Irby Green. French horns. Joseph DeAngelis and Ray Alonge. You have Joe Farrell on flute, bass flute, and soprano sax. On a flute solo, despite Hubert Laws and Romeo Pinquet being the flutes for this, the whole session, he called in Hermeto Pasquale to be on a, a, a flute solo. Marvin Stamm and Burt Collins are on trumpet. Jerry Dodgen is on alto sax solos, and Joe Beam is on piano, electric piano, and guitar. It's a gorgeous album. It really is. It's kind of like a sequel, you know? Sequels are nice to see everybody playing the similar roles that you've grown to love, but it's never usually as good as the first, even though it's good. It's just not great. 
that's kind of where the album Tide is. It's really good. But it's the sequel to the Wave album, in my opinion. So, there you go. Uh, but yeah, still, Caribe is a gorgeous tune. So, I certainly hope that you enjoyed that set. And we have one last set coming up for you. Uh, that is some of my absolute favorite Jobim tunes. So, we've saved those for last. Uh, that's right, we Vanessa Williamed it. We saved the best for last. So, uh, I certainly hope that you guys are enjoying the special spotlight on Brazilian legend and musical titan Antonio Carlos Jobim. I know I am. So, uh, yeah, sit back, relax. We've got one last set coming at you. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
stick, a stone It's the end of the road It's the rest of a stump It's a little alone It's a sliver of glass It is life, it's the sun It is night, it is death It's a trap, it's a gun The oak when it blooms A fox in the brush The knot of the wood The song of a thrush The wood of the wind A cliff, a fall A scratch, a lump, it is nothing at all It's the wind blowing free, it's the end of the slope It's a beam, it's a void, it's a hunch, it's a hope And the riverbank talks of the waters of March It's the end of the strain, it's the joy in your heart The foot, the ground, the flesh and the bone The beat of the road, a slingshot stone A fish, a flesh A silvery glow, a fight, a bet The range of a bow, the bed of the well The end of the line, the dismay in the face It's a loss, it's a fine A spear, a spike, a point, a nail A grip, a drop, the end of the tail A truckload of bricks in the soft morning light The shot of a gun in the dead of the night A mile, a must A thrust, a bump, it's a curl, it's a rhyme, it's a cold, it's the mumps. The plan of the house, the body in bed, and the car that got stuck, it's the mud, it's the mud. A float, a drift, a flight, a wing, a hawk, a quail. The promise of spring, and the riverbank talks of the waters of March. It's the promise of life, it's the joy in your heart. It is John, it is Joe It's a thorn in your hand And a cut in your toe A point, a grain, a bee A bite, a blink, a buzzard A sudden stroke of night A pin, a needle, a sting A pain, a snail, a riddle A wasp, a stain A pass in the mountains A horse and a mule In the distance the shells Roughly shadows of blue And the riverbank talks Of the waters of March It's the promise of life In your heart, in your heart A stick, a stone The end of the load The rest of a stump A lonesome road A sliver of glass A life, a sun A night, a death The end of the run And the riverbank talks Of the waters of March It's the end of all strain It's the joy in your heart Fantastic tracks, three of my absolute favorites. Uh, we started off the set with a tune called Zingaro. 
which translates to Portrait in Black and White, and it comes from the 1967 album A Certain Mr. Jobim for Warner Brothers. Uh, and yet again, uh, this is a very pared-down affair. So you have Klaus Ogerman, again, in the arranger and conductor's chair with the luscious strings. Um, Jobim is on piano, guitar, organ, and vocals. And there's a drummer. There's not even a bass player, like a jazz bass player. And on drums, it's none other than Dom Um Romeo, who was on another session. So remember we talked about how he was uh, one of the drums for the early weather report band, right? Well, there you go. Here he is back again. And it's worth noting also that this album uh, that we heard Zingaro off of, with its twists and turns in a very chromatic fashion, uh, was recorded in 1967. This is a very busy year for Jobim because 1967 was uh, the same year that Sinatra and Jobim had their collaboration album, as well as uh, this album, A Certain Mr. Jobim. Plus, this is where he would start uh, recording some of the tracks for Wave that we started off the whole podcast. You know what I mean? So it's the, 1967 was a real busy year for Jobim. No doubt about it. Uh, after that, in the middle of the set, we heard a tune called Shega di Sadaji. And this has been covered by countless jazz artists uh, from Dizzy Gillespie to Gary Burton. And it truly is one of the hallmark masterpiece compositions by Jobim because you've got this whole section. It's an extended form, first of all. Uh, I remember it because it was one of the few tunes that was two pages worth in the real book when I was trying to learn it. Uh, but besides that, uh, so was Desafinado. But but this version comes from the Verve Records album, The Composer of Desafinado Plays by Antonio Carlos Jobim. And uh, Jobim is on piano and guitar with a full orchestra, but it includes Jimmy Cleveland on the trombone, Leo Wright on the flute, who you may remember from some of those jazz casual with uh, Ralph J. Gleason. Uh, and Leo Wright was playing flute next to Dizzy Gillespie. Uh, George DeVivier on the bass. And again, you guessed it, Klaus Ogerman on arranger and conductor for this session. All the way back to 1963 for Verve Records. And then we closed off this whole podcast, this whole episode, with one of my absolute favorite tracks by Jobim, The Waters of March, or Aguas de Marco. And it features the usual suspects. Um, Jobim, of course, on vocals, piano and guitar, Ray Beckenstein, Phil Bodner, and Jerry Dodgen. Uh, Romeo Pinque and Don Hammond on flutes, Irby Green on the trombone, uh, Ron Carter and Richard Davis on bass, uh, George Devins, Erto Moreira, and Joao Palma on drums, and you guessed it, Klaus Ogerman, arranger and conductor, December 1972, and that's for the Verve Records label as well. So, Thank you all so much again for uh, allowing us to be part of your listening experience, uh, whether it's, you know, throughout your day, on a walk, or at evening time. Uh, we do appreciate you more than you know, and uh, we're nothing without you. So remember to pass on the podcast if you know someone who would really dig this kind of music. We'd really appreciate it. 
Don't forget to check out the website, Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z Podcast.wordpress.com. And uh, yeah, in the famous words of Duke Ellington, you are very beautiful, you're very gracious, you're very lovely, and we do love you madly. And so, until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, y'all be good now. Because in jazz, we trust. <laughs>